0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: And happy Thursday, January 19 already. I can't believe it. It's going to be an amazing day today. We have Johnny Enlow on. We didn't get him Monday, so we got him today. And with that, he will be back on Monday as well. So you get him both together. He always has such good content prophetic content and encouraging content and and all of those things and then tomorrow we have bobby connor bobby connor is not only a prophet of god but was such a father's heart um exhorter he'll exhort us to you know to push in press through press on carry on he just is uh, totally got a father's heart it's been a long time since we've had him on but he had a word that um it's a very interesting word i'm not gonna share it right now um I will tell you a piece of the, of the story is God said, look up this. And and Bobby said, um, what does that mean? And he said, so he looked up, God said, God said, Google that term. So he Googles the term and something like seven or eight years before that, there was, there's one article came up and it was written by him. And it was like seven or eight years before that he had written an article of that published on the Elijah list. So when he Googled it an Elijah list article, He had literally written on the subject and then proceeded to forget about it, like we all do. So uh, that was very instructive to me because, okay, so we can all forget even some of the most important things. So I like that. Anyway, he will be tomorrow. Do not miss Bobby Connor. He's an amazing father and spirit prophet and all that. So, all right, we're going to, let me just, um, we're going to premiere the next uh, American Warriors. These are produced by my brother and I, my brother Warren Schultz and myself. So here's a little description. What it's like being a highly trained medic and warrior in the Green Berets and part of a small Afghan, what's it like? That's what he's saying, sorry. What's it like being a highly trained medic and warrior in the Green Berets and part of a small Afghan village? Today, what's it like working with homeless veterans and living on the streets or in the woods? David, I can't say the last name, Niradka, talks about these things and more and how his military career has dictated the course of his life. Today is part two of his story. Here we go. I think the biggest shock for me
2: was the trip to Afghanistan. I just remember flying in and looking down and it was just a village. There was nothing military about it. You know, it was a great opportunity to live among the Afghan people, you know, created these police forces and and trained these police forces. You know there had been, you know, quite a few inside attacks from the Afghan army or the local police, um, it, so it was a little scary. The medical skills, unfortunately, came into play. Um, we did have some mass
1: casualty incidents. That's amazing. Well, that premieres today. You go to either Rumble and put in, type in American Warriors 22 or YouTube, type in American Warriors 22, and you watch that ep- the full episode, which is part two. Uh, so enjoy that with us, and that we're continuing to grow that on both YouTube and Rumble. So thanks for supporting that. Um, all right, we have a, a quick spot about the well, so let's show you that for a second. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your support. You're not only supporting the prophets, but first and foremost, you're you're donating when you can to support this ministry. And we're just pleased as a bunch to just always bring you the voice of the prophets, and we do the best we can to get it right. We think we do most of the time, and we just love bringing that to you. We're in year 25 of doing that for you. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, you see the, the place to donate below. Um, there as well all right it is time to bring on johnny and the unfiltered here we go
0: 1349 hours declaring a riot.
2: my message hasn't changed you are the light of the world you are the salt of the earth you must from now on target darkness in your society we are almost there the pain is for the awakening the awakening is for your children
1: Johnny Enlow in Tennessee. Uh, welcome. I'm glad we got you in this week. We didn't get you on Monday, but uh, we fit you in here. So we appreciate that. How yeah, are you they, doing? How was your uh, time playing hooky away from us?
2: Well, we were We actually over the weekend. We were in New York City, not on anything we announced. And then for about two weeks before then, we were in Florida, a prayer retreat for Elizabeth and I. And it was an amazing time, really, just a, a, a lot of time with the Lord and prayer and, and getting his heart. And it was, it was really, really good for me and just good. reset me in some ways and, in in really good things. We'll see good. if we're into that, not today, but in an, in another time,
1: but good, good, good. Well, we've missed you. And I'm glad to have you back. I know you, I don't fully know what you're going to share, but I know your plate is full because you said we may not have time for questions. So I'm going to just, Johnny, I'm going to just turn it right on over to you then.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm going to share. There's something out of uh, the football championship game. You know, the Georgia Bulldogs defeated the TCU um, Horn Frogs. I think they're called sixty-five to seven, and there is a major, major message from there. And it's going to. I'm going to speak into that in just a moment. Out of Psalm sixty-five, particularly Psalm sixty-five seven, and but first of all, I want this to be. Seen as not just something weird and bizarre to get something from sports events, we have to understand even biblically. You know, there's the scripture Jesus Himself said, "You know, the rocks will cry out if you don't if you don't properly disclose who I am. If you don't properly reveal me the way I am, even the rocks will cry out and tell it." So He has a way of He weaves in His narrative into all kinds of things that are taking place in society. And one of those things is those type of games, national championship games, where he knows the attention of millions are on that. So don't think it's strange or unbiblical that he would do this, would do this type of thing. And so I, you know, for those who, who follow Elizabeth and I and are up for discussion, we, uh, we were, at, we were in Florida. We discussed this in some measure, but this will go in deeper, be beyond that. There's a reason the Lord won't let me leave it very much because mm-hmm. it, really speaks into this year in a, in a big way. And it's something to really uh, encourage us. And that's what I'm going to get to in, in just a moment. But I want to acknowledge right up front that there is a lot of misreading the times that is taking place. Mm. And, um, you know, it becomes your part as the body to discern, to check in with the Holy Spirit inside of you. That's, that's the new model. Uh, Moving forward is not just find the super prophet that you can follow and and trust him beyond all things. If it resonates with your spirit, then that becomes truth for you and you go with it. And it's it's no tragedy if there are slight diversions, deviations from various prophetic voices. It does you good as the body of Christ to learn, to discern, to see after the fact. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that are in process, a lot of things not yet fully disclosed. And so things can be looked at and judged uh, too, too soon. And that's all part of growing up. He's into growing up his body, his bride, his sons and daughters, and learning to hear his voice. And this is all part of the process. And, um, you know, there there's no way you, you want all the prophetic voices on Elijah's stream, for example, to only listen to each other and make sure that there's no variation from each other. And so that that is going to happen some. But. Speaking into this misreading of the times, I just want to address this matter of about when evil is revealed, because that's why there's there's an understandable reason why there is a misreading of the times, because when mm. evil is revealed, it seems like evil is stronger. Mm. It's, it's the reverse of that. Um, it seems like regression, but it's actually progression. I was just looking at some notes I have. If, if the enemy is disclosed, if he is revealed, it means this is now outside of his plan, outside of his narrative. And this is something we understand even from scriptures that, that, let, us, that let us know that, you know, um, Satan, he, you know, he masquerades as an angel of light. I believe that's 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen 14, that says he masquerades as an angel of light. So he comes in a mask. He comes disguising who he is when he came into the garden, his initial deceit of of men and you know of Adam and Eve of, of humanity was by disguising who he was he doesn't mm-hmm. really do he's the deceiver there 's a reason he's known as the deceiver is that he doesn't show who he is he doesn't show his cards he everything is occult that's why it's called mm-hmm. the occult is his you know that's his sweet spot the occult what is hidden what is not revealed um he's a wolf in sheep's clothing if he's a wolf outside of sheep's clothing it's not going according to his plan so this makes it very clear to us right now things are not going according to his plan because the wolf is being fully mm. his plan his intentions if you land it into thinking of okay the globalist plan the agenda The fact that the World Economic Forum is having these repeat meetings over and over. All the things that are being exposed don't tell us that we're actually in a darker place. They're telling us that the enemy is in the first stage of losing power. Because him being exposed has always been the first stage of him being weakened or eliminated completely. So there is an exposure of the enemy that is in keeping with what I've been saying for the last year, especially the the name Aaron. We had Aaron Donald, Aaron Judge, Aaron Rogers, and there was the names, but Aaron means dark to light. So we will look at the era, the age, the days we are right now as dark days, but we're headed towards light days. We're going from dark to light. Okay. So what's just been revealed is you know, right before the whole COVID mess and the reveal of all this darkness, we were having stadium events and, and they were starting to explode across the, uh, across the planet. And it looked like, wow, we're doing great. And, and, and then it got revealed. No, we weren't doing great. We were in our niche. Um, there were some things that were happening, but we'll say the globalist agenda was going on the depopulation agenda the the popul uh, the agenda to control humanity was advancing and we didn't see any of it and so we've been thrown off and we and there's discouragement and pessimism and all these things because we're seeing it but the fact that they're forced to operate in the light right now they're forced to reveal themselves you hear what they're saying at the world economic mm-hmm. summit everybody's commenting it's going around all social media it's going even on tiktok it goes It goes, you know, Twitter to TikTok to it's everywhere. It's just happening. They can't do things um, without it being revealed. What's taking place with Biden all over the place. I could just take a long time going into all the things. But days of reveal do not mean Satan is getting stronger. It means he's getting weaker. That's good. Uh, And, you know, just practical. I've been uh, involved in, in casting out thousands of demons just in a practical way where you lay hands on people, you cast out demons, and, you know, they manifest. But always a a, a first stage, the way you weaken the demon is make him manifest first. It's like it was very hard to cast out a demon without him manifesting first. So you see that even with Jesus, the demons manifest when he shows up. Demons manifest. It doesn't mean they're stronger. It means they're weaker. They can't help but manifest. When I was going, you know, after the Toronto Renewal Revival around, there was demonic manifestations, the meetings I was at all over the place. I was carrying a heavy presence. And so the heavy presence was forcing things to happen. And often a first stage, even when you're just involved with a demon, is the demon, you weaken him by forcing him to tell their name. Mm. What's your name, demon? That would be a uh, a first stage. And you, uh, in the early days, it was you were not going to be able to cast out the demon if he didn't reveal his name. So that was once he revealed his name, eighty percent of the battle was over. Now, okay, well you're leaving, and um, so they had to say their name, which speaks into what they're doing and what they're about. So when the enemy has to reveal what he's doing and what he's about, he's one stage from eviction. So from a meta narrative point, the kingdom is thriving right now because mm. the enemy is force is being forced to reveal who he is and what he's doing. Oh that's good. It scares us more. It scares us more. It's just like people were involved when we're casting out demons are like, well, ah. they could be unnerved. It was scary. Why all this evil? huh It's good. They're getting cleaned out. It's getting it it can't hide anymore. So that's why there can be a distortion or a misreading of the narrative taking place right now because we're finding out all these things. They've been going on for forever. Some for decades, some for hundreds of years of the control mechanisms on us and society. And the fact that it has to be revealed right now is only good. So that's my, my perspective. And you all can uh, check with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you that's the biblical.
1: Well, you know, and I, uh, I'll just comment on this one. The first time I was meeting Kat in person... Probably about ten years ago on a cruise, and she was saying something similar. She said, "There's going to be all this exposure." She didn't know what it would look like back then. She, I've heard her say that later. She didn't know what it looked like, but she said, "And when you see it exposing," and paraphrasing, it doesn't mean things are getting worse. It means it's being exposed. What's been here all the all along is being exposed for years, whatever. So, the same thing. Yeah, it's exposure is great, no matter how messy it is.
2: Exposure is the step. Is the step before elimination? That's so good. it's just that's part of what we keep saying over. Is the root awakening before the great awakening? The root awakening. What these guys have been here? Yes, they've been here. This has been what we've been operating under. Yes, all that. So that allows for then the next stage of elimination of what has been exposed. Okay. So let me jump quickly into uh, um, the lopsided title game: the Georgia Bulldogs, the TCU Horn Frogs. And again, the score 65 to 7 is Mm. uh, the most lopsided title game in history. And um, if we remember from a year ago, which we may not, a year ago, the Georgia Bulldogs, the dogs also won the national title. And we had a message uh, associated with it. And the name dogs, we Mm. made a connection then that if you look up the word Caleb in the original Hebrew, Mm. it's the word for dog. I want you to think of the Calebs defeated the TCU horned frogs 65 Mm. to 7. And not, you know, not saying any more than I'm saying, but the horned frogs are not frogs. Actually, they're reptiles, just so. And some of you know uh, something about that. I'm not making a definitive statement, but we'll just say the Calebs defeated the reptiles 65 to 7. And it was played in Los Angeles again. If you remember a year ago as well, the Super Bowl game there, where um, Donald, Aaron Donald, sacked Joe, game ends. And so, love that one (laughs) in Los Angeles. So, this is in the presence of Angels, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, the Angels. So, everything about this game was at the highest level of prophetic messaging. And there's gonna be just a simple message because I don't wanna give you so much that you you forget these points. The Lord really wants it to be uh, fairly concise. And so I know if you have too many, there's some of you just enjoy all the numbers and all the names and we're gonna keep it simple because it needs to be remembered for the whole whole year and something to um, to feed off the, the whole year. So, um, so the dogs won back to back. When there's, whenever the Lord repeats something, whenever there's a back-to-back statement, even in Scripture, it is it is uh, with purpose. It's not just, uh, you know, well, they made a mistake or, or, or whatever. And it often means it, there's um, a highlighting of it because it's now. And so when we have the dogs and the Calebs winning back-to-back, there is a tension again to Caleb. And this go, kind of goes into the misreading of the days we're in that I'm telling you, because Caleb was a seer. Caleb was a prophet, um, and he was a lead prince of Judah. So he was of the tribe that praises and worship, and there's a reason mm. he sees things differently, why he's of a different spirit. He represents Judah, the tribe that doesn't magnify the enemy, the tribe that magnifies God, and he delivers you from all your fears, as, as uh, David would say. So he was he was the establisher of the true narrative, now, the, the nation wasn't ready to go run with the true narrative. And, uh, but the Lord said, but my servant, Caleb, because there's a different spirit in him and he can, he can get a hold. He's not distracted by the enemy because everyone else was distracted by the power of the enemy. And again, you could say, oh, my goodness, uh, uh, this is just impossible. We have application for us today. Uh, clearly, you know, if you remember back in those days, the 10 spies, they said, listen, we don't have a chance. We are uh, we are grasshoppers in our eyes and we are grasshoppers in their eyes. And so we had two different perspectives by the Seer Prophets. One was, we are grasshoppers. We have no chance at this. There's no sense moving forward. Thanks
0: for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give.
2: And, um, you know, uh, and then the other perspective is Joshua and Caleb, but Caleb was a spokesperson for this. And he was like, no, they will be bread for us. So were they grasshoppers or were they eaters of giants? Because if they're bred for us, he's saying we will get strong eating them. The, the you know, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Girgashites, mm-hmm. sons of Anak, these giants of the promised land. He's like, no, no, they they, they are not huge, unpassable Eliminators of our society and of us and of our promised land potential—they will be bred for us. And it's a different perspective. It's a different. They were all twelve seers. They were all twelve reporters on what they what they saw. But two were anointed seers. Two Mm -hmm. were anointed to see from the Lord's perspective. And so the Caleb's again. This is bringing us back to the national championship game that is won in a lopsided fashion, sixty-five. To seven, Because this is how you win in a lopsided fashion. And, um, uh, and we're going to get to the scripture because there's such rich stuff in there for us right now. Uh, there was also, if, from a year ago, some will remember that their winning touchdown for the Georgia dogs was Adonai Mitchell, a receiver who's number five, the number of grace, Adonai, one of the names of God. Adonai makes the catch and the dogs win. And he's number five. And it means grace. And so uh, in the previous uh, in, for the setup game where Georgia had to defeat Ohio State kind of miraculously in the fourth quarter, Adonai Mitchell had the winning touchdown. So you have Adonai wow. winning the game, God stepping in number five, grace and God winning, winning the game. And he had uh, they had so many touchdowns this time Adonai was just one of one of them they didn't win by just one score they won and so Adonai and Grace will win it is a message for us but you must also play Um, Grace and Adonai aren't the whole team you me Grace and Adonai this is a message for the body of Christ I think I was last week when I was saying Steve is that this is a participatory rescue operation he is rescuing us. We do need the Adonai. We need the grace. Without it, we're not going to win. But he says, you got to be, we're doing this together. So you have to show up. You have to be salt and light. This is this ongoing message. There's no pulling back, no waiting for him to come do this. Uh, it's not like we sit in the stands because that's what the rapture mentality is. You sit in the stands and you wait for Adonai and grace to do it. He's like, no, you don't sit in the stands. You get on the field. You play, and I will be the difference maker as we move forward. So it's just a powerful message there. Now, the quarterback, the winning quarterback for Georgia, both a year ago and now, most unlikely fellow, 5'11", walk-on, and both being 5'11 and being a walk-on are just – that means walk-on. He got no scholarship. They didn't foresee him starting. He actually had to – he walked on, and he kind of made – third, fourth team and scout team or whatever. And then he had to transfer just to get some playing time to junior college. Mm. And then finally, because of injuries and everything else, he gets his, he gets his opportunity. And he takes him back to back championships. And he was like fourth in the Heisman trophy. And he's wow. now, considered, you know, the greatest quarterback in Georgia history as far as, because nobody's had two uh, national championships Crazy. and his name, there's stuff about his name, Stetson Bennett. We're going to limit on the names, but Bennett, his name means blessed. And he was number 13, and and um, interesting, there are 13 verses to this Psalm 65. 13 is also, uh, connects us to First Corinthians 13. Love never fails, and love will win. But also on Bennett, even the back of his shirt, he Stetson Bennett fourth mm-hmm. as a you know, if you see a four in Roman numerals, it's an I, it looks like IV. And, um, and it's reconnecting us with this message from 2020, 2020, when, you know, that song by Carrie Job and, and Cody Carnes and others were a part of it. But the blessing on your children and their children and their children and their children. This repeat, this is what it's all about, it goes into our opening statement. The awakening is for your children. And so this this is what's still happening. And so Stetson totally represents that. Bennett, blessing, and he has the fourth. So he's the fourth Stetson Bennett. This repeat family uh, uh, dynamic for us. And this is something we're to remember. Even that song, uh, the blessing is something, you know. I get something even out of the four. I said it's an I and a V. There's an IV of that song, what the Lord has for us. You can IV that just on a regular basis the blessing on your children, your children. He is God. He's in charge. This is what he has for us. If you are a Caleb seer generation, you see that he's taking us into promised land, not delivering us into the hands of the sons of Anak. And so some believers, Christians, pastors, prophets are saying we're being delivered into the giants. And so Jesus is about to return and rescue us and rapture us from it. I will just tell you, it is a 100% wrong narrative. Hmm. and i say that because i'm under assignment to say that yep. and you can discern it you can seek the lord it will be proven uh soon enough on an ongoing basis on that but it's a distorted narrative to think that this is a time when he comes to rescue us from this mess when he's actually just leading us into a promised land the land that flows with milk and honey where you'll be the head and not the tail
1: and can i ask you this real quick uh, when you say he, this isn't that end where he's going to come rescue us actually not saying he's not a rescuer in this time for us he is going to rescue us but not to zip us to heaven you're saying it is a rescue mission
2: it's right it's but it's it's, but the picture before steve is the picture of children of israel he didn't rescue them to heaven he rescued them to a place of advanced advancement and so this is what he's doing he's advancing us to a next level of kingdom reveal the kingdom is to be revealed through rising sons and daughters and it's it's the same story as the children of israel same story as jehoshaphat and the children of uh, judah in 2nd 2 chronicles 2020 20. They were rescued, but not extracted from the situation. They were rescued, delivered through the situation, but they all had to be players. They all had to remain on the field. He didn't send helicopters into Egypt. He didn't send helicopters to Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the prophet said, the battle is the Lord's, but tomorrow you will rise up and you will go to the battlefield. Uh, Moses said, okay, let's arise. Let's go. So there is a responding to the let's go. It doesn't mean save yourself. And so that's how the narrative gets messed up sometimes. This is not a, a pull yourself up by your bootstraps and save yourself. It's, it's not that. It's, it's, the battle is too big for us. The battle is the Lord's. We have to have Adonai. We have to have his grace, the number five grace with us, or we don't make it. But he is saying, you move, I move with you. You know, Isaiah 60, arise, shine. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises on you. Behold the darkness, the deep darkness, but the Lord arises on you, not separate from you. And I think that's just a a thread uh, that's woven throughout Scripture. So the score was 65 to 7, Steve. So the Scripture we want to look at, the primary one, is Isaiah. I mean, Isaiah, Psalm 65, 7. And you who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples. And, you know, I even have the new NLT and just to read it another way. You quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves and silenced the shouting of the nations. Now, the structure of thought and the sentence, everything is connecting us once again to Psalm 2. Where he says, why do the nations rage? The heathen conspire against God and his anointed. So there's a connecting us to that. And that's where he says, you, my children, ask of me, the nations, and I will give them to you as an inheritance. While we see the nations conspiring, while we see the world economic summit telling us how they're going to reset us, while they're telling us the new economy they're going to reset us to, while they're telling us the new control, uh, that they're releasing even through AI over us, while, while, while the nations who do conspire, those who thought there's no conspiracy, forget it. It is established biblically the nations rage and are always in conspiracy against that which God is doing. That's just a reality. So he's reminding us, but he's telling us with that 65-7 score that stands out, you quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves and silenced the shouting of the nations and so he is in the process of shouting of silencing the shouting of the nations and we're talking about the nations as as those that have been operating under the leadership of lucifer and mm. we've spoken t- uh, about much you know in really the last two or three two or two or three years so this is the focus There is, you know, there is a tension to quieted the raging oceans, the pounding waves, silence the shouting of nations. And there's all this thing of noise and rage. And and so this is our reality. This is why it doesn't feel fun to live in this day if you can't see from a Caleb perspective, because there is a lot of noise. There's a lot of rage. There's a lot of uh, conspiring against us, our future, our very lives. People are dying right now. Even, uh, you know. The Last report, not to scare anyone, is 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 just like you know the, the side effects of the vaccine. There there are now fifty million Americans who have heart defects from from that.
1: This is and you're saying this is known now, kind of known, or are you saying this is estimated?
2: This is I don't know. Um, I, I I didn't make I didn't, I got that from someone else. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. It from, but...
1: I hear the
2: reports, and I don't know if it was an estimate or based on what they figured out in the small scale now that they know at a large scale, but we do see people dropping dead right and left, very young people. Uh, We saw Lisa Marie Presley, you know, was a Tuesday at the awards and looking fine. And then, like a day later, she dies of cardiac arrest. And so, um, again, for those of you who took the vaccine, there is always turn to the Lord. And, but there is a reality that this, this is actually going to be used by the Lord. It's a very painful thing. So it, it, kingdom, the kingdom narrative is advancing greatly, but it requires what we didn't know. What I didn't know is that the awakening would require the loss of death in a fairly wide scale way for humanity to choose to wake up. And so I can tell we're not we're not there yet. There is it, the awakening is progressing
1: and can uh, I and let me interject here because I, the, the way you just said that, I want to make sure people don't misunderstand it. I think I'm understanding when you say it required this death, you're not saying therefore the Lord orchestrated these people to die. You're not saying that, right?
2: No, I'm not saying it's good you ask that we make that clear. This is not no. orchestrated by the, by the Lord right There is you know there is those those who awake and awakened earliest. And so they knew. They began to see that the enemy was, in fact, uh, injecting us with death. Yeah. And so it was like, I'm refusing at all costs. I'm, I'm. I don't care if I lose my job. I don't care if I'm made fun of in the media. I don't care. There's all this. There was, and, and the higher profile you were, the more you got attacked. You I know, mean, it was. I was, I, Newsweek, Politico, fifty, uh, United. States. Uh, just in, on the United States uh, media outlets attacked me in some way because I was attacking that, that. I was like, be careful with this. This is not good. That's not of God. And of course, you know, I would have been, I'm a, a conspiracy theorist back then, but now you have it being reported all over. Again, there's 19,000 doctors, just part of frontline uh, doctors group that are like warning the people and warning the world and and we don't know if it's done it's it's still it's it's almost incomprehensible that it hasn't been that vaccines haven't been outlawed that those COVID 19 vaccines haven't been outlawed at a world global level it is astounding mm-hmm. but almost as astounding is that it have people not love truth enough to to seek out to wonder because it's now like everybody has somebody close to them that has had this a surprise death and there's amazing that people well you know these things happen these things happen well just a high percentage of these surprise deaths are connected to um, the, the vaccine and there's i'm not just hey, saying, you know
1: and, and I, I don't know if you saw this report but there's an article a report that you know all the all the, in davos world economic forum they fly in hundreds of private jets while well, the people that were flying these in were were demanding that the pilots not have been vaccinated. To be their pilot that these are the people that push the back and they're saying i don't want my pilot to have been vaccinated he can't fly he yeah does.
2: actually whatever it is their website or like for the private, for this is for the wealthy those that have the private jets they will not accept the pilot who has been vaccinated and you have now that it's just come out that the um they actually tr- i don't have the the right frame of the words for it but even the the pilots. I don't know, worldwide or the United States, they they are all virtually all the pilots who who got the vaccine are are outside of the safe range of there's the heart test. I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah, from, yeah I have
1: heard that. Really yeah, it changed the, the, the- rate
2: terminology for. They even adjusted the rate of what's allowed for the yeah. heart, and um, but if they if they maintain the original standard, it's virtually everyone would have to be. Be grounded right now, mm. and and you're not blaming the pilots. The you know, the courage that it required of them is you lose your job. You
1: well, lose- you know, and as a as a as one who would fly commercial, I'm I'm saying thank God there's two pilots in every plane, because if one had a heart attack, there's still someone to fly the plane. So, but I mean, and, it's it's sad that we have to think in those terms.
2: But we actually do. Yeah. But it's actually what I'm saying. People have to die. It's we are so asleep. Society has been so comatose that if we didn't have a body count, unfortunately, this is just what it. Yeah, I finally realized. If there wasn't a body count because deaths are mm. something you can't argue with and someone has loved ones that go. Everything else gets argued with. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's pictures. Maybe they're doing that. And it's like, no, this this is a reality. And and again, for a son of God, even if you are daughter of God, you did yield to. Um, either making fun of prophets who are trying to wake you up, or you yielded to the fear or the pressure or whatever. And you know the you repent of it. The worst thing you face, even if you, you, you hate to say it this way, but it the worst case scenario, if you do happen to die too soon, you go to heaven. So there's a there's a win win uh, on uh, for God's yeah. people. There's yeah, no there's no point being fearful about it. But and there are. Um, you know many doctors are coming out with we'll say treatments and and protocols how to get clear from that so look for them i don't have i'm not here to tell you I haven't tested them don't know about them and and i believe there's supernatural healing that's that's available as well it's one of the things the lord said from the very beginning he would have supernatural healing available and when i say that, someone said i thought you said there would be supernatural healing available people are still dying something being available doesn't mean it happens across the board it's just like, Jesus, it's like the Passover blood. It was for all, but it only those who applied it to their door, uh, you know, to the children of Israel, the angel of death passed over only those who applied the blood. So there's it's a difference that there's something different in the fact that he makes provision for something. And then do we actually apply the provision he's made? So we have to um, that that applies to healing for us at, the, at this time. But back to what we're, we're, we're sharing. Yeah sharing here is that the pain of the moment is, mm. is key and the pain of the moment. We, I hoped that the pain of the moment would be without loss of life, yeah. but the pain of the moment clearly is with loss of life. Mm. Uh, again, mm. uh, um, that is, uh, uh, that is designed. It is what
1: to, it is, right? It, it is what it is. What is. What you know, it there's is.
2: just no way around yeah. it and it doesn't yeah. have to be a tragedy for son or daughter of God. And it does give opportunity for the Lord uh, to do, Um, uh, many things okay so that's 65 7 that's the scripture that's the main part but there are 13 verses and we want to cover according to our uh, our time some more of the verses because there's just some serious meat for us here and and again this is a a directive for us it's a very unusual score you don't find a national Mm. championship game like i said there's never been one this lopsided 65 to 7 and like in order for it to be 65 the kicker, who ne- I don't know if he missed f- an extra point in football, American football, after you get a touchdown, which is six points, the kicker comes in and he kicks from real close up short. He kicks the ball in between and that gives you the seventh point. And I don't know if George's kicker missed uh, the extra point all year. It's like just an automatic thing. And so they had scored their 66 point and then they're like, what just happened there? He missed. And so it, as soon as he missed it, I'm like, that was a. I knew that it was a God act. I was like, okay, we're supposed to look at 65, sixty-five, seven, and chapter sixty-five is what's key. There's a reason this was That's not sixty-six. Not that there couldn't have been truth to yeah. extract.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com/give and become a partner today.
1: But
2: even in those things, again, you recognize.
1: Um, well, yeah, I know. Uh, Johnny, you recognize it. If I just, <laughs> just compliment you, I didn't catch that. I didn't think that through. But but he never hardly misses. And maybe he never did. And at the last minute, it goes astray. It's very close to the bars, uh, to the uprights. It should have gone through. So you immediately go, that's off kilter. That means something. I, I'm yep. proud of you, man. That's good. I got I'm learning. <laughs> well
2: and that is it that's like you you go what that because that's the we've reminded yeah. people that before how moses when the lord spoke to when moses like why does that bush not why why does it never finish burning mm-hmm. um, then the lord spoke to him so you notice something out of the ordinary mm-hmm. and you sense the lord saying i'm saying something and so it, it, it is a good point really that good you up there to remember so yeah. okay let's look at some of these scriptures um I, i'm going to start reading in verse one and you'll remember, this is 65-7, the Lord. Uh, we have still, to go in the next level of depth of, uh, we kind of covered only the first verse of uh, Psalms 23, Psalm 23. So many prophetic voices identified. That's a key chapter for the year. And I do I, I do have to go back to that. There's always so much new, the Lord speaking, even to finish stewarding uh, those things, is it takes time. We'll get back to Psalm 23 because that's also... That kind of is the uh, the chapter for us for all year and at different parts, different times, uh, more we'll, we'll speak. Into, but Psalm 65, and there's a lot of correlation, actually, um, with it, is what we're looking at right now. So let's look at verse um, verse one of Psalm 65. And we're just going to point out a couple things. It says, uh, praise is waiting you, O God, in Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. So. Um, what we want to get out of verse one, even an in instruction to the Lord, the, when He speaks to Zion, uh, He's speaking. We know the scriptures for all of us to receive some impartation. He's speaking to the redeemed, to the godly, and so our in, uh, our takeaway from that scripture is the inability to praise Him is always connected to losing perspective, to losing the compass point, and it puts us on the road to losing whatever battle. Back to Caleb because this is all about the Calebs, the dogs, the Calebs. Um, they had a different spirit. They were able to see God first. They were able to see oh, good. past the sons of Anak, past the giants, and say, look how huge the grapes are. Look look at the produce of the land. The land flows with milk and honey. And so it all starts with uh, being able to keep our praise to him. So the practical personal for everyone moving forward with God highlighting Psalm 60 uh, Psalm 65 is you're going to lose your compass point you're going to lose understanding who's even carrying the voice of the Lord if you don't begin your uh, your day your processes with exalting magnifying him enough you magnify the Lord as David said in Psalm 34 3 and he delivers you from all your fears you don't magnify the Lord You will magnify the enemy. And when you magnify the enemy, he will terrorize you. He'll keep you under oppression, depression. So out of verse one, we want to take praise. We'll take it as a key. Verse two, uh, oh, you who hear prayer to you, all flesh will come. And um, I'll read it out of the NLT as well. For you answer our prayers. All of us must come to you. So this is part of This is part of a word from the Lord to us as well for this year in 2023. He is the one that answers prayers and all of us must come to him. So start with praise. That's if you want a one word extraction from verse one, praise. One word extraction from verse two, prayer. And he's saying he's the one who hears prayer and all flesh must come to him for it. So this is an instruction for us. Verse three of 65. Iniquities prevail against me as for our transgressions. You will provide atonement for them. And and this is just amazing how David lets us know that David saw who Jesus would be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ahead of time. He's like, you will provide atonement for them. We know the atonement for them was Jesus on the cross, what he did. And so um, this was even... Uh, Our sins, you know, our sins will, will keep us back and says, but you will provide atonement. So if we take a one word extraction from 65, three, it's forgiveness. And we want to live in a place of forgiveness. We want to live in this place of fully bringing everything before him and finding forgiveness. So praise, prayer, forgiveness in verse four. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. We will be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. And I'm, I'm just going to um, read that again in the NLT. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live in your holy courts. What festivities await us inside your holy temple. And just to say this again, remember this as this is a directive from the Lord that he is speaking through a, a game, a football game. This is something, an instruction that will give you strength that you can, what festivities await us inside your holy temple. And this is for us at this time, in this dangerous time, in this transition of the ages where the enemy is being exposed and attempting to accelerate his dastardly deeds as never before. He's like, I have festivities for you inside my holy temple. And that was One of the last words I think we talked about is about how he shared with me. And he says, give this radical prophecy, this outrageous prophecy. The whole world is about to be my upper room. And it's everything, everywhere, and all at once. And so he knows what the world is going through, what we're going through, the exposure of the enemy. But he's saying, I have festivities. I have joy. Festivities and joy. If you remember, the upper room realities is Peter had to say, these are not drunk as you suppose. They were, uh, they were operating under such joy um, and, and looked like they're, they're drunk, despite the fact that this, the book of Acts was birthed into a society completely under control, domination of the Romans, under Herod, under the high priest, under pharisaical realities. Hmm. Any one of the three groups could imprison you, beat you, even put you to death. And so this is he came, you know, he came into a locked down society and Mm. he brought festivities. And so this is a reminder to us. This is available festivities from his upper room. If we want to take a takeaway from verse four, the upper room is available for us. The Holy Spirit is available to us no matter what is going on around us. And it doesn't have to straighten uh, that out first. All the justice matters don't have to be resolved first. Uh, we don't need certain characters out of their seat and certain ones in their seat uh, first. Nothing has to happen first.
1: Well, and can I point this out? I hadn't heard the scripture until just now. I didn't know that that existed. When that scripture was given, the last thing any holy Israelite or priest would think of is festivities inside the holy temple. Right? The whole yeah. the whole word is a, sort of in your face to me about what how god sees things and what i don't know i don't even know what no, could, i'd love to you know one day camp on that you know
2: it's true and we know that david discovered that he's the one said yeah. in your presence is fullness of joy wow. at your right hand pleasures forevermore so we must understand that 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 triumphs over circumstances that is mm-hmm. always available it's always available it doesn't require better circumstances to find that in his presence is fullness of joy festivity is that's what he's saying here again Gee, the festivities wow. are there so we're being you know this this chapter is just so full of praise prayer forgiveness the holy spirit in first four voice verses it's just given us the whole key of how to mm. triumph in a lopsided fashion over the enemy and no matter who the enemy is and how big he thinks he is and all that kind of stuff. Verse five, by awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us. O God of salvation. You who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of all the far off seas. Now that word righteousness, um, as I've often will tell you is a word they, they could have put it the word justice instead of there, leave it up for just a moment. And in Spanish, that word righteousness will actually say justicia with a J. It looks like justicia. So by awesome deeds and justice, you will answer us. O oh God of our salvation. O oh God of our, that word for salvation is the same word used for Messiah as well. O oh God, who is our Messiah. You who are the confidence, that word in other versions, confidence, hope. You who are the hope of all the ends of the earth and of all the far off seas. And so let this nourish you if you're listening to this right now. He has awesome deeds in justice that he is answering us already. And whatever's been delayed is coming as well. He's the God of our salvation. He is the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the far off seas. And listen to this. um, Keep that up for just a second. uh, And I'm going to tell you. You know, I have the Bible, um, the Passion Translation. My friend Ryan Simmons did a a great job on. But it's interesting in verse 5 how he says it. You answer our prayers with amazing wonders and with awe-inspiring displays of power. You are the righteous God who helps us like a father. And listen to this. Everyone, everywhere looks to you for you are the confidence of all the earth
1: everyone everywhere everyone everywhere everywhere. (laughs) i love it when i read that
2: i was like oh my goodness because that was the word i got from everyone everywhere is the holy spirit is making an upper room uh, uh, available for us and so uh in brian's translation where it says you are the confidence of all the ends of the earth is everyone everywhere looks to you you are the confidence of all the earth, even to the farthest islands of the sea. Now, verse six, as we're moving forward here and um, verse six, we'll keep reading in the version we've been reading, who established the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power. Now, uh, you know, us and the message I bring on the seven mountains, the seven Mm -hmm. mountains, the assignment to expand our vision beyond the church, beyond the four walls of the church, to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, that this has been the assignment from the very beginning. Jesus, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, gave it to us. And he established the mountains uh, being clothed with power. So this is for people to know the mountains. The seven mountains are realities not established by the enemy. So there's no eliminating of the seven mountains because they're established by the Lord's strength. Communication like media, communication, education, continual training, and, and, and learning these are dynamics that will keep going on into, into heaven government uh, all seven mountains exist not here only on earth they are realities of heaven media there's a communication system in heaven there's an education system in heaven there's a government in heaven there's an economy in heaven there's provision that is in heaven uh we have mansions being built in the same way uh, uh um once we learn uh, dynamics of how heaven's economy runs you can bring that down to earth family the scriptures speak of the family uh, of heaven Um, uh, there's what we say the part the mountain of religion of heaven is just we're going to see wow he's our savior he's our lord and savior it's one aspect of who he is but we're going to get to know all these other aspects of of who he is I don't think arts and entertainment god is creator the beauty of and the glory of his creativity is going to be made manifest and displayed in heaven. We're not just going to walk around heaven, look at each other and say, Jesus saves. Isn't it grace? He saved us. We're going to look around like, oh, my God, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're going to we're going to describe the beauty of the family of heaven, the beauty of the creativity of heaven, the glory of heaven, the communication of, uh, of heaven. With the system, no bad news goes around in heaven. No bad news exists in heaven. There is only testimonials that takes place. And, and it's not anarchy. So don't think there's no government. It's just such a perfect government. Everybody embraces it. He is fully king. He has a throne. He's in charge, but there's no police department. There are no jails because it's perfect. It's a perfect version of all the seven mountains. He established them perfectly, and he said, on earth as it is in heaven. So this is this is where we're going. He established the mountains, but he's reminding us, being clothed, being clothed with power. He has the power to bring the enemy under uh, 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 under his domination in any place, under his rule. Um, I, I've reminded you several times over the last uh, couple of few years how just a few years ago, the Lord showed me this uh, vision, and, and it was his left hand, for whatever reason, wiping off the mm-hmm. of seven mountains, Wiping off the top of the seven mountains is I'm removing the mafia from the seven mountains, from wow. these seven primary spheres of society that are meant to reflect aspects of who God is in heaven, where he is revealed as God the communicator, as God the creative one, God the provider, God as King, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. These seven aspects, he is removing the mafia, and so he's exposing the mafia right now. And that goes back to the narrative. So these are the best days ever. If you're if you have kingdom understanding if you have a Caleb perspective, uh, even while you can be distressed at finding out all the things we're finding out, underground uh, tunnels, sex trafficking, uh, the corruption, unprecedented corruption, bloodshed and everything else, mm. that, that that stuff is <clears throat> hard. It's it's hard to process. But when you understand that this is speaking into a reality that is addressed in Hebrews, that we are receiving an unshakable kingdom. And so all things that aren't, Kingdom are going to shake, so all things that aren't kingdom are going to shake because we are receiving this unshakable kingdom, and that's what's that's what's taking place. And then the next verse was the one, the sixty-five-seven. He's quieting the raging oceans. So I want to address a couple more verses. Um, Sixty-five-eight. The farthest parts of the earth, the ends of the earth. Let me see what I have on this version. They also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and evening rejoice. So keep that up just a moment. I'm going to read it in um, the NLT as well. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. Um, if you read it again from from the Passion, it says, Oh God, to the farthest corners of the planet, people will stand in awe, startled and stunned by your signs and wonders. Wow. Wow to me this speaks into we've identified that there are the farthest parts of the earth and we don't know if there's area in the real natural practical beyond um you know antarctica that that name keeps coming that area keeps coming in underground whatever whatever is the farthest parts of the earth wherever they think they're hiding the lord says he's going to stun them and startle them they also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs so this doesn't sound like a a good thing. These are ones who think they've established some sort of hiding place from God and from reality. And he lets them know, I spoke into that months ago and say, just to let them know he sees them. There's going to be a big 7.7 earthquake in Antarctica. His message to them, he sees them. And so there was right after that for those who remember. So this is speaking into that as well. Now, verse verse 9. Sixty-five nine. Um, you visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain for so you have prepared it. Now I believe I'm going to speak into this more um, really on Monday, Steve, because the Lord gave me this whole thing. The that that line, the river of God is full of water, and, and I, I think it's. Um, let me see if it was in this version of the Bible. One of the versions of the Bible says of the river of God has plenty of water. And um, and I was I was I will just give the uh, the foretaste of it that in we we've gone through the Lord. showed me there's three waves of glory of the river of God coming in and that this is the third wave that's coming in here in twenty twenty three. And um, and there is I don't know if we can put limits exactly twenty twenty three. We'll just say now. Yeah. And there was 1967. And and, and it's not like we have an exact date, but the Jesus movement broke off. That was that was glory. That was the river of God. And I'm going to go into what exactly it addressed and what it didn't address. And 28 years later, it was 1995. We're talking being right in the middle of the Toronto and the Brown, uh, uh, the Brownsville, Pensacola outpouring. And really, it was an. Many people don't realize in several other cities they had nightly meetings, even for one, two, oh yeah, three three years.
1: Oh yeah, this went all over the U.S. I know. In this, we were in Washington State. We were met for almost two years, at least a full year. I, I don't have it written down every single night. Once the uh, the blessing, the Toronto blessing happened, it was it was very infectious.
2: So the river of God, there's plenty of water, it hasn't run out, and I literally even what my I will say the ministry, what I'm known for. I, I was jump started 28 years ago through the Toronto, the visitation yeah. there. That's what jump started me. And we'll say the leftovers of that impartation are still what I operate now. But it, when I was at the beach walking with the Lord um, and had hours doing so, he was like, I've had to hold back this last glory, this wine. He says, because he says, y'all already started running with just a little of the wine was leaking right before COVID. That was the stadiums being full, all these big gatherings, big meetings. There seemed to be joy. He says, because that was still the old wineskin. No, the old wineskin is where you don't know what to do with it. You're just like. We're happy, we're refreshed, and hopefully Jesus is coming soon.
0: Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show.
2: And he said this, I'm having to hold it. I'm having you to see that how how your society has been taken over by the enemy and how you must show up as salt and light in every area of society. You must rise. And, and this wine is for that wineskin. And if I, if I poured all the wine into that wineskin, if I poured it all into the wineskin uh, um, of just a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, it would have exploded it because y'all would have been so content in just doing stadium events, just having this, that you would have still left abandoned all the things you cannot leave abandoned anymore. You can yeah. no longer leave the mountain of government abandoned. You cannot leave the mountain of communication abandoned. You cannot allow the enemy just to own the mountain of education, all these other mountains. So we are going to be, he's going to, you know, he has this connection with the new wineskin. So the old wineskin is having to be proven. And I'm going into more of the message than I was going to, but this is just kind of the the, the uh, preamble to what we want to share yeah. on Monday is how we're in this this. It, it, we're going to we need the power. We have to have this fuel from the Holy Spirit. And as I've shared before, you know, the, the Toronto blessing thing that came out, we didn't know what to do with it. In fact, right. everybody just, it was like a gas station, like the gas having gas is so awesome. But we didn't know what the vehicle is. We didn't know what the purpose was. We didn't think that we needed to know. And so it's just like we would go, you know, one block and there's a, oh, there's another gas station. Let's get filled up again and let's just rattle and shake. But we did not take it Monday to Friday into the institutions. We didn't know how to do it. We didn't do it. So what I'll call the seven mount mandate, that which I speak into and, and, and represent, is, is that's, that's what he's, he's demanding. There's enough pain so that we see we have got to expand our vision beyond just, uh, uh, again, just in briefly, the 1967 Jesus People Movement. The narrative there was Jesus is coming any moment. And, and that was not the right narrative, but he still visited. It was the first, remember the scripture, the latter glory will be greater than the former glory. Yeah. Why? It's because we finally have the right vision. So in the former, we, there was, it was still amazing what it released. And we'll talk more about that. And, and then even, again, the Toronto thing was not connected to Reformation, was not connected to the nations in that kind of way. It was like 50,000 pastors gave testimony. They were going to quit until they got touched. It was refreshing, Father's blessing. What's coming? It's new. It's different, but we have to have it. We can't do this just with um, teaming up together, even, you know, even everybody getting on board and doing the right thing. It has to be a move of the spirit. And that is, uh, that is what's coming. And um, so I know my time's um, close to up. Let me just see if I had to to finish the punctuation of that, that word with, um, with anything uh, but i wanted to be able to share that at, at this time because i keep leaving after every one of these programs we have steve all look back and like oh i had For some information but then it's like oh, i didn't finish telling or talking about that part whatever there's there's always more that's part of the message too uh, you know that thing the river of god has plenty of water if you remember the song that came out in toronto from toronto kind of I think it's a theme song of the, the Toronto blessing, the river of God uh, down the mountain, the river goes and it brings refreshing wherever it goes through the valleys. Oh, yeah. and we rejoice the rivers here. So we were just rejoicing in the river. Yeah. So we didn't know the river was taking us as it says in Ezekiel for the healing of the nations. Yeah. Everywhere the river goes, it says the leaves, the trees grow and the leaves on the trees are for the healing of the nations. We didn't target healing of the nations We just knew how to enjoy it at the moment. And we were just kind of barely hanging on. Uh, We needed, I needed refreshing in a tremendous way. And there's an aspect of we desperately need that visitation again now, but it it has to be this upgraded glory that we're we're stepping into. I I mean,
1: I remember those days and it was like you'd go in there. Like you said, you'd shake, rattle and roll. Everybody would fall. There'd be manifestations. Laughter was one of the big ones. And as you, that was one of the most refreshing things for me is the laughter, you know, and stuff. But then after a couple of years of it, you start going, but what? What? Where does this go? And finally it died out because, you know, I, I assume going ahead of going back in time, the Lord knew it would be a two year thing or a four year thing and whatever it actually ended up because He saw the future. You know, and he, you know, it was a, it was instructive. It was a lesson to us. Refreshing is great; it's wonderful. We called it refreshing sometimes, but if it doesn't, if it's not under something, it'll die. It just dies out.
2: And so you become the Elijah list. Elijah streams becomes a perfect example of how the Lord is projecting us to actually be in a place of relevance for societal life. So you're hosting. With all the things you host, with patriots and prophets, with the various prophetic voices. And so you're allowing for, you know, difference of thought and opinion to go there. This is for the body of Christ to grow up. If yeah. we're telling you that there's fake narrative out there, lying narrative, you know what it, it is. And it's like, well, what might be the true narrative? And we, you know, there's no way Steve or us or anybody knows if every person who's a patriot is giving you, um, if it's 100% dependable truth because this is such an information war anyway yeah. it's okay it's relevance it's like we're talking about the real world, real life, real situations we're not just talking about this uh, theoretical the glory of God is coming and, and, and you know just religious religious talk it has to be real it has to affect the real world
0: yeah. so your platform so is now
2: true. considered a valuable platform you have the people who are influencers want to be on. Uh, this platform because they know this is now, this is now something that's getting out into society, into real world conversations. And so that's That's what the kingdom has to do. The kingdom has to be about, about that. And you all have made that adjustment and I'm aware, and you know, you, you kind of went through the heat of the old guard. uh, yeah.
1: uh,
2: Yeah. In a big way. I, you know, we're not targeting anybody, but it's like they're locked into the old guard way. No, we just keep our church conversation lingo. And
1: yeah, I didn't be- want to talk. Don't want to talk about politics. We don't do politics. And besides. yeah, And then and then what was the, the other one? I, people wouldn't know this that we've had to contend with. But as we really began to mushroom with the favor of God, you know, explosive growth and otherwise very, very nice people, strong believers, friends of mine. Will come and say I've written a brand new book and it's on this, and I'd like to come on your show and tell people about the book. And I said, and I would have to say, no, we're not doing book promotion. I understand that that's a good thing, and all the Christian TV does it, but we're not. We don't have people to come on to promote their new book. You know, we're under something. You know, and I tried to find the words to explain it, and I could. The silence would be deafening because they didn't understand what I was saying. I knew what I was saying, you know, but it's like. How do you put it into words? If I, Even if I was going to be blunt in those days, I would have said, no, we need to have people who care about what's happening in this nation and the crisis on the earth today and are going to come and talk about that. But it was, I probably was, you know, I was too.
2: No, and Steve, I, even as I look at the picture right behind your head is President Trump there. Oh, well, yeah. that would be something you, some you didn't dare, dare do. And it's not its yeah. not because you're a, that politically driven you're definitely not politically or republican driven this is recognizing a man who's being used by god and acknowledging right. it and saying i am unashamedly uh letting you know that i believe this man is being used by god for bringing us uh, uh, exactly. transition." and i god is who i serve so you know you you had you we had to endure being trumpist and worshiping trump and i don't know it's like if god says i'm using someone we say okay it's part of our own submission to God and recognizing yes. when He says, "I have a servant," just like all the prophets had to do. Just like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, they had to say, "You know, Cyrus is going to be used by God. Cyrus is man, God's man for change." And about ten prophets had to prophesy about Cyrus, even though he wasn't—he wasn't Israeli, he wasn't a Zion, he wasn't. You know, he was he wasn't even a believer in any kind of way at all. But he said, I'm going to use him. And so the prophets had to tell about the man God says he's That's going to use.
1: Huge. That's so huge. It's so instructive
2: keep for it. Yeah.
1: And I would have people. Um, and this has happened with a number of people that wanted to be on the show. And I've never really had people that just contacted me and wanted to be on. I never took I never selected them. Uh, I don't think I ever did because we went out and found the people that we knew were. But for those that would ask, I would say things like, "What is God telling you about President Trump right now?" I would just kind of like feel the feel out the situation. They say, "Oh, I've don't, I've not asked God anything about President Trump." No, I, and I'm thinking, that's it. There's no, there's no more future of you being on this show because if it doesn't, it occur to you to ask the God of all the universe about our current Cyrus. And what's going on in the earth and you're not in a different you're in a different tribe i guess would be a better a way to say it it's not the tribe that we you know i'm not saying these guys are believers and all that but exactly yeah, yeah so but
2: we're saying there is transition we need we need the presence and anointing and the glory but it needs to accompany a different wine. it needs to come into a different wineskin a wineskin that's prepared to show up if he's called us to be the light of the nations yeah. who are the light of the world you are the salt of the earth. We cannot only have church expressions, church conversation. We cannot say anymore. No, no, no. That's that, that you know, as if somehow the kingdom of God is not for everything. The kingdom yeah. of God has to apply uh, uh, towards everything in life. It is for everything. The king and his kingdom comes for everything. It doesn't come just to ignite or bless some church or some church setting. It really has to be relevant before all men. And so that's where we go. So everybody, you know, 65, Psalm 65, be strengthened by it. Go back and listen to this. When you need to be encouraged again, there's the upper room where festivities are available for us all year. You praise him. You pray. He's going to be a God who answers prayer like never before. Uh, In particular, you align up with, with what he's doing, what he's saying. There's this thing of aligning with him and you fall under another level of blessing as well, as opposed to just be antagonizing him and be locked in in pride and, and your old 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 order uh, assumptions of what the what the narrative was. It's requiring a lot of humility from a lot of people in order for you to connect to the next level of grace and glory from the from the Lord.
1: It's so good, so good. We well, got time to answer answer a couple questions.
2: Yeah, and. I want to well, tell. Wait, about- before
1: we do that, you want to talk about your Israel tour? Let me I just want- do that real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you don't have to do it quick, and we'll put the. Uh, I really want to come be, beside you. Our our tour is completely full. Your tour goes out a couple weeks later, and you've got some more room. Maybe a busload worth. Uh, I want to promote it before you promote it, so I want people to know we're we're standing behind and promoting this. For Johnny, he's got one more busload. I think they can fill. So okay, now you. Here
2: now, I'll fill in. Often there's you don't want to tell people how big your tour is because people want to know. Well, is this going to be uh, small enough where we can enjoy each other? We we have put a cap on it of on ours of 180 people. You're 180, and yeah, we already have 100. I don't know, near 120 uh, uh, signed up. We've only this has only been made available. We'll say to people on our email list and and our personal social media. This is the first time we're presenting it on, which is, this is a much bigger platform and, and, um, but just think of it this way. Once you go, what we found out is once you go past about 20 people, it's, it's like, it almost doesn't matter how big you get at that point yeah,
1: it's because
2: true. you're just going to find your little group anyway, but we're going to do four buses. Elizabeth and I are, are going, we're, we're going to, we'll be heading up a bus each. We have our, our son-in-law, Chris and justice, our daughter, who is, a, couple of few weeks away from birthing. They already mm-hmm. have the name Caleb, Caleb John. Uh, he's named in, in my honor in different ways, but she's going to have baby Caleb and they will head up uh, one bus, uh, Grace and Clay, they will head up another. So we'll, we'll have, and then we'll rotate around. So we are going to have, there's like 45 people per bus. As Steve everybody who go, there's super nice, but it's a David tour. And so we're going to really highlight, um, there it is, all the all the information is there and you see the dates may 8 through 18 and um, you register and you and you know you sign up with them it's it's at this point first come first serve and be be aware of that there's deposit and fee. all the information is there that you want you want but you, this is an opportunity all who go on there and, and well we're gonna i won't say we'll promise this but you'll come out a superhero we're gonna go to the okay. scene where david and goliath faced each other it's going to be a real focus on David. It needs to be this year. Hello, we yeah. need the courage, the strength, the might of David. You know, David didn't just pray the Philistines away. Like he had to learn how to function with opposition all around. And, and that's it. You know, we're in a year. Yeah, there's, man, all kinds of distractions and all kinds of threats are, um, are still on us. Uh, uh, and for all kinds of things, you know, theoretically, something could knock it out. But we just feel like the Lord said, Go and do it. Okay. We're doing it. Steve and them, you know, there's the body of Christ is sending tons of tours there to Israel in the midst of this. And, and, and God, you know, he's still got a great story to tell, um, uh, with Israel. And we just think it's going to be, uh, an amazing time. We're going to have, what's a little bit different. We're going to have two nights of meetings as well. And, um, and so actual meetings. And, and so this will be, um, uh, this will be super fun as well, but I wanted to, let y'all know about
1: that. Yeah, and a quick and a quick reminder to go here to this. Uh, my finger doesn't go off the there, yeah, <laughs> uh, but just type. You can type that in. I have a feeling though, if you even if you missed that and you couldn't remember it, and if you type restore7.org. Uh, you probably there's probably is there a link there yet that people could go if they just yeah, got to it'll the, look
2: just like that in in small uh, it'll be restore 7org slash israel 20 yeah, and, and that would be that will be the link that's there
1: not only will you get the full flavor of john and elizabeth and all these places but uh, my experience is m- most people or many people make lifetime friends of people they meet in the same bus that they're on a lot of times the bus themselves become friends within themselves one of the buses I remember it being the green bus they started their own group for a while on Facebook so they could stay in touch because they are, they had a lot of fun and got to know each other so plan to make friends while you're there too you know it, it'd be great so I, I, I'm gonna leave that up for a few more minutes while you and I do a couple yeah. of questions so I'll leave that up um, it's just you know I didn't see my questions they they find them for me for the people from the people that wrote and they put them on a list I didn't pre-read the question before the show but the second one i've only read the, read the first two second one is kind of along the lines johnny what we we're just talking about um, so i'm going to jump to number two for a moment it says this is jody he says we've been to three good churches locally but none of them are talking about what we are dealing with in our world today basically they're bible studies with good music and an offering we can't find a relevant church so we often have often have church in our living room with an online church from far away. Is that okay? That's what the question is.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, I probably said that too quickly, but you know, it's the reality is that's part of the way we know that a new wineskin's on the way and has to be like just in the natural. Why do how do they know, "Uh-oh, oh, we need a new wineskin." Is the old wineskin starts failing. And the old wineskin where you only do what she just described where you're you're irrelevant to society, like we said, just for Elijah stream to go from the normal irrelevance of the church. Mm-hmm. I'm just calling it the normal irrelevance to being relevant because elijah stream this is is relevant now. you have you know you have voices, you have. Eric Trump here, General Flynn, you have uh, all kinds of names besides the fact that even the prophetic voices are speaking into the real world as well. Yeah. We're not just talking about the next wave of glory and healing, That and that's fine. But that's still, the old wineskin is to only talk about that. It's not that we leave that, but that's, that's, that is the old wineskin, is just to talk about some kind of thing that's going to happen in church and not address the realities. If people don't realize the things that are facing us i mean the enemy has been revealed he as an assassin as a killer he is killing he's been killing killing he wants to kill those who stay asleep churches that stay asleep can still suffer uh greatly in the coming Mm. days if you stay Mm. asleep and so i understand that in the absence of awakened church there are there are people that are having to do the online church, and and you know it's funny because the very pastors are, you can't have online church, you must do it personally. They all buckled and all became online churches for two years. Eighty to ninety percent uh, of the churches, and I'm not saying all because I have hero pastors and churches that just stood anyway. So they it made them stand out uh, uh, all the more. But when when you make a statement, you buckle under uh, what the you know the narrative. And it's the deep state narrative, the enemy's narrative, and you buy it and buy into it and believe it. And you say, no, it's all right if we just do this online. And then you're trying to retell them again. No, you must show up in person or it doesn't count. Well, you you already contradicted yourself. So it's not that it's ideal That's to not have personal interaction um, with people. And, you, you know, find a, a community of, even if, if it's a handful of believers that you re, meet with on a regular basis, because they're just something fresh and good that happens but if you don't have someone in your region you have to get life you have to connect to relevant messaging relevant presence for that messaging however you know you either have to move somewhere or you have to be exposed to it online and I have no problem problem with that and it's it's the church is dysfunction and the way it failed as a wineskin in the last two three years has made this a reality and again having said that let me say one more time Uh, there's a good number of my friends and churches that just did great. And even some that didn't do great that have, oh man, we were wrong. We messed up and they've made the repentance. They've made the adjustments into relevance at this time. So you don't just have to, uh, you know, criticize or judge them for what they did. It's what are they now? Okay. So you were asleep. Are you still asleep? Are you still doing a la la land thing? Are you, I would say all the churches, if you're in a church and all they're telling you is obviously we're headed towards the, you know, the, the days where Jesus is about to return. And like this is some because all these negative things are happening. Therefore, that's next. You're just in a wrong narrative. I'm just going to tell you, you'll find that out. I have to tell you, that's my assignment to tell you as a voice um, that you're in your you're, 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 uh, imbibing of a narrative that is not the real narrative and so it's not helping you at all and it doesn't help you become more than an overcomer doesn't help you become salt or light any church that doesn't help you become salt or light there's any kind of uh, you pulling back hiding um any any coddling of fear any coddling of of doing nothingness um, um that's just stay away from that run from that
1: yeah so good so good all right, um, I think we have time for one more. Um, this is interesting because it's in the news. And I'm not sure if there's a scene, um, a, a part of the story I haven't yet heard, but Janice is asking, Johnny, do you have any insight to share about the football player Demar or Damar, I'm not sure how you say it, Hamlin, people kneeling in prayer on the field and his recovery? Uh, I'm, sure there's a big, I'm sure there's a big prophetic message there. So I mean, what, what kind of messages have you gotten on that one?
2: Well, and for those who, you know, hope, I think many of most of you must know about that. There was a Buffalo Bill player that right in the middle of the game, it was just a a calamitous falling over. Mm-hmm. And it looked like you could tell the way it hit everybody. It, it seemed, well, it not only seemed like he died. We have now heard that he had to be revived three times.
1: Gee, really?
2: Yeah. He, like he was dead. And so he was revived three times and it was um a scary thing and they had to call the game off and and then you know players it was wonderful to see the players all gather and and pray and lay hands kind of fulfilling this psalm 65 everyone's going to realize you need to pray to him and and um and so <clears throat> i i do believe the lord stepped in through all the prayers the oneness the, it was miraculous like it just seems unbelievable that you know he's already um he's been released from the hospital and honestly just didn't you just you just like you just kept like okay here's the latest report and it was like oh no they're gonna announce he's he's dead you know because it's just like it just seemed like that's what had happened but he looks like he's gonna make it but it was a cardiac arrest and somebody sent me and again you just never know but it was an official they sent it as if it was a cnn thing but I didn't get a chance to check it sometimes people fake the cnn logo or something yeah you know if you've seen it but that his doctor, a doctor, said he had had the fourth booster shot, um, and they believed it was from that. Really? So, really? And that's the thing. You know, you still, that's the thing. They're not allowed to talk about it, but you're you're seeing squeaks, and it being released undercover, we'll say, from even different NFL players. Like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about this, but the thing that stands out, this is yet another one of these strange things that t- that takes place by those who are forced to be vaccinated, or else they can't play, they can't. Go on, and so it becomes. I'm not saying that I know, um, for sure that's what it will I'll just say I was sent that report and it had a CNN, yeah.
1: so logo. you haven't had a chance to double verify it, but it, double it, verify it, has, it. it has a look, it has a look of credibility, but people should look that up for themselves. And but uh, so
2: I don't know that there's a prophetic message. There's just this to me is part of this kind of thing is an awakening. This is part of what I was saying earlier. It's a crude way of saying it, but body count, and thank God it wasn't a body count. Yeah, body count yeah. needed. It has to be something where people are facing life and death and realize it's tied into people who intentionally lied. They, they knew it, and they lied. And then the media, you had it, it, Elon Musk is telling us, Twitter suppressed the truth tellers. The people and the doctors and even people who work for Moderna and Pfizer who were warning about what was coming in the vaccine, they were suppressed. They were cut off, deplatformed, and there was a a conspiracy between all major media to, and he's pointing that out. Please wake up enough to follow what Elon Musk is admitting through Twitter of all these things. And so this is part of the pain is for the awakening. We have been under this type of control. You can never, ever trust your government again on just when they tell you, oh, believe me, it's fine. These vaccines are good for you. You better never trust them. You better never trust the who, you better never trust your doctors that are at that level because they also must buckle or they get eliminated. So it, it, you know, if you find doctors you actually trust who will do the work of looking the scholarship and follow the data. There was a squelching of true data that is coming out. There's like Japan is like, okay, we got to find, we did something wrong. So there's all these nations now internally looking back into what 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 took place. But I don't have a prophetic word. There might be one as well. I just think it's just an obvious something, but surrounded by the grace of God, where the, His life it was wonderful to see the prayers. And then there was a, you know this I don't know if you saw it, Steve, ESPN um, um, sports host. He just I just want to pray right now. And he had two oh, other there.
1: really no, yeah. You see that
2: god we just pray we don't know what's going on and it was the most heartfelt and they wow. were like amen, amen. and i was like wow espn and he just breaks out there and you could tell he didn't care if they tried to fire him over it and it was like those kind of sparks are what we should see more Gee. and more move moving forward is desperation when we realize we're in trouble from these things that uh, that were put on us by killers yeah. and and by those who bowed to a killing agenda
1: yeah. By the way, have you heard any uh, commentary on is if he is he done with football or is he, will he play again or is he what have you he heard?
2: I haven't heard those two things. I've heard he was and the last I'd heard he was, you know, back, apparently walking with the team and all that. And um, but I hadn't heard the long range. Yeah. Connection on that. Somebody yeah. else may have. If, uh, and but I but I hadn't. I hadn't yeah, seen
1: it. All right. Well, Johnny, thank you so much. You're going to feel like praying for the people as we close out here.
2: Yes. Lord, we just thank you for this new time, this new year. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for the Psalms 65, 7 promise to us. You're going to quiet the raging oceans. You're going to quiet the pounding waves. You're going to silence the shouting of the conspiring nations, the conspiring nations, uh, they look like United Nations. That look like World Economic Forum, World Health mm-hmm. Organization. They they go under these world nations mm-hmm. names, but they are absolute, um, uh, you know, ab- a- a- absolute assets of darkness and of the enemy. And that's how they were set up, and with that intention to control and to eliminate people. And so we thank you that that is one of your one of your messages for the year. We thank you for. Also, the promise of what's still available through your upper room, everyone, everywhere, and all at once. And Lord, let again your Holy Spirit be released, even all those who are watching and listening right now. Your encouragement, festivities are available from your presence, from your inner room, from your upper room. And Lord, let that be released on your sons and daughters. All who are just feeling the torment of all that's been revealed and released in the darkness. Lord, let that torment be broken off of them right now. Let strength, let courage, let faith, let joy. Festivities, Lord. You're saying festivities. Yes, In the midst of the heat of the, why do the nations rage and the heathen plot against the Lord and his anointed in the midst of that? You're saying you have these festivities available of your presence, your power your possibilities in the midst of it all. Let that be released right now to your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Makes me think of just eat cake. <laughs> you know, get my, ch- it's gotta be chocolate though. Anyway, Johnny, that's awesome. So to- everybody, we have Bobby Connor tomorrow and then Johnny's back on Monday, mm-hmm. part two or two A or two <laughs> B. Yes. Anyway, it'll be great. Thank you, Johnny, very much. Everybody yes. have a great day. We'll see you at 11 o'clock Pacific tomorrow. Bye bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams Podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at eleven AM Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.